Hello and welcome to the Minter Dialogue episode number 82. This interview recorded on November 22nd, 2013, is with Nao Sato, president and founder of Warp Japan, a digital marketing agency based in Tokyo. On my latest trip, I had the good fortune to catch up with Nao and talk about the Japanese digital market, the eternal issue of global brands who want and need to localize in Japan, as well as some of the challenges with social media and search in Japanese. Hope you'll enjoy the show. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue Internet Show, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, author of TheMindset.com, that's T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes on the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to quick. Enjoy the show. Konnichiwa, and welcome to the Minter Dialogue radio show. Today, broadcast direct from Tokyo, I have Nao Sato. Nao Sato, tell us who you are and what you do. Hello, I'm the president of WAP Japan. I'm doing a web uh, digital uh, company in Japan, Tokyo. And uh, I, most of the I take care of uh, international clients, uh, such as uh, Zara or uh, Ferrari or... Uh, Alain Ducasse, those kind of uh, companies. So some great names. Congratulations. How long has um, Warp Japan been in existence? Uh, it's four years right now. That's brilliant. And so um, let's see. Let's talk about um, the Japanese market a bit. One of the, what are the particularities? How would, you, how would you characterize the particularities of the Japanese market when it comes to web marketing? Um, I think it's really basic. Uh, sometimes it's quite advanced, but sometimes it's quite uh, old-fashioned, old-school. And uh, the, mar- the marketing is quite old in Japan, very traditional. Well, it, the, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I've seen some of the sites, and of course, since I don't speak any of the language, one of the things that strikes me is that on the one hand, it's extremely mobile, much more mobile than most of the countries, maybe with the exception of Korea. And on the other hand, you have the complication, of course, of the language that makes for uh, a wholly different experience in search. Talk us through what, what's happening in the mobile area. Um, the, the, the Japanese uh, in mobile for the, for the Japanese it's key because you know the culture is is mobile. Uh, it started with Garake, that's called Galapagos Ketai. That's a Japanese. Uh, it has evolved only in Japan. That's why it's called Galapagos, mm-hmm. and uh, it was uh, therefore it was. Now it started to disappear, but right now it, it, it is like maybe 50% of the people still using Galake and then 50% smartphone. And why uh, Galake is because people uh, was sending emails through Galake, uh, was doing web web search and checking websites, and mostly like a small uh, smartphone, basically. And uh, you could buy from the Galake, it has a, like a, a NS, NFC, NFC chip, chip uh, and uh, there was infrared, there was everything uh, via Garake, and now it's, it, it, it's turning into smartphone. But uh, now there's some Garake smartphone, actually, in, uh, that Japanese brand are still uh, releasing with TV, uh, with NFC, like spe- specific to uh, use on the Garake. Uh, and why in Japan is that so special? It's because I think it's uh, uh, 
Transportation matters. People stay 30 minutes, one hour, even more on the train every day. So when you take the train in the morning, uh, half of the people, maybe more, are using the, the smartphone on the train. Yeah, when I was, I've, I've been taking the metro a few times here. And I'm always remarking, of course, you know, on the one hand, there's, you know, the quantity of black hair, people sitting down and, uh, and playing on their game, either playing games or interacting. It's, it's a highly mobile. And one of the other things I've noticed is that it's not just the younger people. You've got, you know, older people that are, you know, reading readers, uh, e-readers or playing or working with their mobiles as well. So it's, it's definitely, you know, far entrenched. So when you're working with a company, do people still have to develop a Galate special web interface as well as a smartphone interface? Or where, how does responsive design work for this in this world? <laughs> Uh, in, in the Galake, uh, responsive design is not working. It has, uh, we have to do specific uh, program. So uh, most of the company who wants to do Galake sites come to us. Uh, what we did was maybe two years or three years ago, uh, Zara wanted to do uh, e-commerce sites. Uh, globally, but the only problem they had was uh, for Galake, so they came to us and we did a special uh, website uh, to buy products via Galake uh, for that. So, uh, in terms of e-commerce, how do you see e-commerce trends in Japan? Um, I think uh, it is evolving quite fast. Uh, not like U.S. because of course U.S. Uh, it was it's a country where you do many uh, you buy product online a lot. But in Japan, it has evolved and it's growing incredibly. So most of the brand uh, wants to do e-commerce, and uh, and there's many many opportunities. With with traffic being as I've understood. Um, roughly two-thirds on mobile on the web already in, in Japan as opposed to, we say, roughly half uh, in, in a lot of the Western world. Um, is e-commerce really more a question of mobile commerce or are people... Because uh, the Japanese language, of course, is very hard for me to really understand, but uh, is a lot of it happening on mobile or is there still maybe a heavier weighting on the web with regard to e-commerce? I think many people are buying on mo mobile. Including Galake? Uh, including Galake, but more uh, less now. Mm -hmm. I think smartphone is much, much easier to buy. But uh, you can see many people buying on the, in the train, actually. Mm -hmm. So people are, are checking on the, on the train, on the, web, on, on the smartphone, and buy directly on the train. Before, uh, people were checking by Galake, uh, checking the product, and then went home and checking and bought via PC. But now... Uh, everybody, most of the people buy directly on the train. Mm -hmm. All right, so since um, we're in a mobile world and you travel a lot now, um, can you tell us about how you think the speed of the web is on the mobile versus uh, how it is maybe in France or, or in Italy, wherever else you go? Uh, I think in, in Japan it's incredibly uh, moving fast. The technology is quite uh, uh, improving. Mm -hmm. uh, the difference between France and uh, Japan or other, other countries is uh, France or Europe is incredibly creative. So most of the thing is interesting to see uh, great design, uh, very uh, attractive. Uh, in Japan, it's more, I think, uh, 
technology-wise or detail-wise, mm -hmm. and uh, not that creative. Mm -hmm. I think uh, in in the design area, Japan is quite uh, really depend on the on the area, but mm -hmm. quite slow uh, on design. Mm -hmm. Methodical is the, probably a good way. I mean, clearly in some areas, Japan is leading the world in robotics, and and uh, you know there are areas where it's it's ahead, and then the rest maybe is a little different. When you, you in your past experience, you worked with a number of uh, international companies working in Japan, and something that you know international companies are facing around the world is how do you run a a, a global company? that's localized and or feels localized and if there's one country in the world where this is extremely different it's got to be japan how do you uh, tackle that problem what do you think are the best recommendations to follow uh, i think the, the the best thing the best way is uh the head office need to to really understand that uh, each especially japan has a uh, different way of marketing and different uh, cultures so basically uh, they need to understand that we need specific communication uh, many things we try to do is for example newsletters so basically the only tools that they can sometimes do is uh, local newsletters so we try to manage local newsletters means that a japanese company or the japanese subsidiary is only given the authority to do newsletters is that what you mean yes yeah. yes so basically the authorities they have is only for the communication locally was newsletters, so we try to do a communication via newsletters. Uh, and uh, sometimes, if the, the they have they are allowed to do smartphone or local uh, website, we do that also. But uh, it's a di difficult uh, hurdle to, to to pass. We'll talk about your experience before you started to warp Japan, because what's really interesting about your profile is that aside from the international. Uh, part where you travel so much and you speak such great English, by the way, and French, which I've, I've seen. Um, you had this experience working with an American company out of Wichita where you were able to convince them to create a specific local site as opposed to having a global-run you know, site. Yes, I was lucky. I tried to explain uh, how the marketing in Japan was working. So basically, I, will, I explained that we had different events, uh, different uh, uh, different products, uh, different stores. Uh, everything was different compared to U.S. So we needed to uh, to have a, a local website, and even for e-commerce, uh, the tools are different. Uh, Japanese, when they say PayPal, when they say a PayPal thing or a quite complicated uh, e-commerce site, they are a little scared of. They used to a traditional way of e-commerce. Uh, they used to Rakuten or Yahoo, which is quite uh, crowded design and uh, complicated. And uh, they trust those kind of uh, e-commerce sites. So when they see an international e-commerce site, sometimes they get scared off. So that's how I explain that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I could manage the local e-commerce system. Great, you one. So uh, can you talk about what actually makes for more trustworthiness or is more effective in marketing in Japan as opposed to what we're used to doing in Europe or the North America? Um, Marketing-wise, uh, I think in Japan it's still very, very traditional. So they're not used to new technologies or new things. 
people, for example, if you do interactive things uh, in Europe or US, many people stop, check the, the windows or try to, to play with it. In Japan, they're a little uh, more scared of, so they a little they look from far, and they are not used to that. So, mm-hmm. so, so it's something that's too in, very quickly invasive. They feel sort of invaded and maybe a little taken aback. I think so. That, that's my point of view. But basically, that's why paper, for example, is little is, is maybe struggling to come to Japan. Or many brands like Carrefour, that that's not on the web, but uh, try to come to Japan, but they couldn't succeed. Sometimes it seems easy, but the market is quite uh, difficult. Sometimes. Is that yeah. Well, I mean, I have my own personal experience. Where I used to run a brand called Redken, which is for hairdressers, and it was the only country in the world where we failed. Uh, because we weren't able to create enough relationships and, uh, and, you know, over time develop the business as opposed to sort of the rush, rush, rush kind of mentality, need to have it now happening. So you have to sort of find ways to be a little bit more ceremonial, maybe follow due process, uh, and and then build, gradually build the relationship. Is that was something that's feasible online? I think so. I think so. I, th- I think we need to go little uh, step by step. Uh, for example, if I think it's when you see a global company with a global e-commerce system, sometimes uh, Japanese are scared of buying it. Uh, there's many uh, like fake website or many different websites like this. So people are not used to that. Uh, what is uh, f- uh, funny also is. Uh, in Japan, uh, now people start to use a lot credit card, and young people, of course, use credit card. But uh, the payment system they have in Japan is convenience store payment. Mm-hmm. So basically, people go to uh, buy the product, have a have a number, and go to convenience store, pay the product, and then you get the product shipped. And that's because of the the secure. They feel more secure to go to the convenience system to buy, to to pay. Mm-hmm. But basically. It's, for me, it's easier to to just pay by credit card, and once you're home, and you, you pay it. But for some people, they prefer to to buy the product online and go to uh, a convenience store, pay the the, the product, and then you know, get the product shipped. Mm-hmm. So that's the different culture, I think. Well, you have, I mean, so on the side of that, there are other functionalities that are extraordinary, like the Pasmo, or it's called the Seiko card, mm-hmm. where you can. You can pay for your taxi with your convenience. You can pay for your metro with the same card. I mean, this is you know like stuff in the in the moon for us, where we're still getting out our cash and paying for it. So, on the one hand, you see it feels like it's it's behind because you have to go to the bank, you go to you to go to the convenience or the metro to, to top up your card. But at the other side, for us, it's just wow, great a great feeling. Wouldn't it be good to combine both? I think they, they they try to com- combine a lot of that, but like Pasmo, they try to use a lot via uh, smartphone also. So you can buy uh, via with your smartphone. Uh, you can put the, the Pasmo system in your smartphone and you know uh, take the train with it and buy some product with it. So they try to combine that a lot. Is something like Google Wallet happening here? What tell us about mobile payments, or does Yahoo do any of this uh, over here? Because I mean, Yahoo is much stronger, of course, in Japan. 
Um, mobile payments, I think for now, Pasmos, uh, Suica, uh, AD is, uh, is one of the strongest in Japan. And uh, not like they, recently they tried to, to, uh, to sell with the iPhone, the, the, the credit card pay, payment system with iPhone, but I don't think it's uh, recognized quite a lot here. Uh, Rakuten has bought the AD card system and they try to evolve with that, but I think it's slower now. Uh, I think Suica is trying to, mm. since you, you take the train with it, many people are using Suica mm. right now. And Rakuten, uh, when I've gone on the Rakuten side, as you mentioned before, it has a very, um, how can I call it, a confusing interface. It doesn't look very clean and clear. Uh, why does it get, garner such trust for the Japanese? I think the, the, they have all the products in Rakuten, and you can find everything in Rakuten. That's why people go buy over there, mm -hmm. and uh, everybody knows that uh, it's safe now. But uh, I think people start to get used to simple design and start to uh, go to different areas to buy. So Amazon is doing much, much better right now. Uh, I think the, the, the trend is changing a lot right now. Mm. Well, that's good. So um, one of the things that strikes me when we talk about Google, Yahoo, and search is uh, keywords. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in, in a good old-fashioned English and French or Spanish, Italian, we've got, you know, one word for, you know, to go, let's say. But in Japanese, there's uh, simplified uh, characters. There are Chinese characters, kanji, katakana. This can explain to us the world of search <laughs> with all these Japanese characters. I think you have to take care of the katakana, the hiragana, the kanji, and when you misspread, uh, misread the English, you know, when you write, for example, uh, wallet, uh, and you forgot to, to put it in English, and you say in katakana, uh, you have to, to think about that also, the misreading, and also the katakana, hiragana, and the kanji. So when you're buying a keyword, let's say I want to buy, uh, I'm a travel company and I want to buy uh, cheap flights to Bali. Do you have to buy cheap flights to Bali in how many characters? Yeah, I think there's, since there's a katakana, kanji, and different, um, like three different characters, you have to buy uh, not only English characters, but uh, all those three different uh, uh, Japanese characters also. And that's why there's so much, many uh, SEO and listing companies that are doing well in Japan, I think. So. I should say <laughs> it's for, for the price of one. But so, I mean, in Japanese, do, do, would it be possible that you can do, let's say, cheap flights for Bali? Cheap in katakana, uh, flights in kanji. Would, is it possible to mix and match, or do people stay within one? Oh, no, they match. They, they mix and match. Oh, my gosh. They mix, this mix is crazy. Yes. Wow. Uh, that's fun. And uh, do you find that the, the search, well, uh, search is different in the way that they search on mobile versus on the web, or is that is that basically the same? Um, it is now basically the same because now with smartphone. But uh, before Galaki, I think it was different. So Galaki, you had to think uh, uh, the search for Galaki also. Uh -huh. In 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 the Western world, we are using four four words on average now in in search. 
what is it looking like? Are, are we adding in more and more characters? Is it more and more specific, or can we get away with just a couple of characters? I think uh, there's much more characters we need to add uh, for, for Japan, but uh, I, I, I think we try to, to make it more simple right now, to uh, make less characters and, and try to improve the search. Mm-hmm. Japanese uh, websites, uh, mobile or not, uh, do, is it regular for them to have search in, embedded in it? Uh, yes, it is. It is. And let's talk about navigation, because uh, one of the fascinations we have with Japanese, of course, is that you can read it two ways. You can read down, you can read across. If you read down, it's right to left. If you read across, it's left to right. Uh, how does that? What kind of implications might that have for navigation? Do you see any differences in the way a site needs to be constructed in terms of navigation and hierarchy versus the way it's done in in, uh, in English or European languages? Um, I think now on the web, people start to get used to Japanese uh, reading Japanese in the in the web, so people are not that had difficult difficulty to read from a, a left to right or right to left so there's no problem of that I think but uh, what we do is we try to use a heat map and try to see that uh, how people navigate and how people check the website and we try to uh, uh, upgrade it each time by checking the heat map and try to evolve the, the website can you give us a couple of examples? I mean, of course, we won't be able to exactly check it, per se, but who do you think is doing a great job on the web in Japan? Do you have any ideas of any companies that are are, are paving the way? A Japanese-specific company, I think, uh, Uniqlo is doing quite good. Uh, Communication-wise, uh, marketing-wise, they do uh, very uh, inter- interesting uh, promotions, uh, new ideas. Uh, the, they, they do have so many products to, to sell, but it is navigable, and uh, the, the site is quite packed, but it, it, it is uh, easy to, to search, so I think they're doing a great job. Yeah, I mean, I, when I looked at their sites around the world, what, in, what also I was thinking is, like you were saying about Japanese-specific sites in Japan, they seem to allow for some flexibility in the way the sites are being done and animated around the world. So it's not one size fits all in terms of the Uniqlo homepage around the world. It seems that they have allowed some flexibility. I don't know if that's a, a purposeful strategy or it's just sort of come about that way. Do you, um, so if you had in front of you a marketing director who's trying to drive business in Japan uh, and they say, listen, now you need to give me some great advice. I really have to drive my business. Uh, how, how, what kind of advice would you give them with regard to digital marketing? How would you structure some advice for them? Um, regarding like foreign companies, marketing directors who are trying to come to Japan and try to uh, uh, increase their business, uh, most of the, the the thing I saw is that they try to do some they try to do uh, complicated thing before the simple things. So basically, I try to uh, to to start with simple thing, like localize the website or at least uh, try to uh, make the website clear in Japanese. Uh, many companies are, for example, doing 
do have a platform, uh, international platform, and the Japanese translation or Japanese uh, uh, sometimes uh, letters are terrible. And sometimes I saw one website with a French uh, international luxury shoes company, and in Japanese it says sushi. Uh, uh, it, it was a shoes and it says sushi. So that, that's like uh, the worst thing to do. No, but they were trying to, they were trying to say, no, we, we like Japan. <laughs> Is that what I mean? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I, I think the, the, the developer was trying to do a test or something right. and then wrote sushi and then he never errored it. And I mentioned it but uh, years ago, but it's still sushi, so I don't think they, they realized it yet. Uh, so do a basic thing, localize, localize or uh, communicate for Japanese well, uh, newsletters, basic things first and then complicate things after. All right, last question for you now. You are, um, it's a country of, uh, where Twitter is, it's, is obviously a strong player in the market, at least for Twitter's perspective. I think it's like 13% of their users are in Japan. You've got uh, Line, which came out of uh, Naver. Uh, there's WeChat out of China. Uh, to what extent is social an important part of the marketing mix here? Uh, yes, it is quite important. Uh, before it started with Mixi, who were doing quite well, uh, but right now it's almost uh, only uh, uh, not non-Tokyo people are using it. Yeah, it's sort of becoming MySpace. It's, yes. yes, and uh, now it's turning to fa Facebook. Facebook before was only for uh, for Japanese who was a little. Had understanding of international, who had like a relation with international people, but by now most of the people are using Facebook. Line is doing quite good because it's a communication tool. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody have Line on on their phone and uh, can send message easily. So I think Line's gonna keep continuing. Yeah, I heard that Line is used almost it's more by women in Japan. Yes, uh, many people. I think it's because of the stamp system, uh, so easy to uh, to send messages. Like mothers and uh, mother with their daughters are sending lines to each other to communicate. I think it's gonna do quite good mm -hmm. and continue to do good in Japan. Mm -hmm. Well, and I also think uh, one of the things I love about Line and, and WeChat is instead of having to type all your characters, you get to just speak into a, a little your your iPhone and pass the message. So it gives a much more human touch. Are, are there any brands that are doing a good job in your mind in social media in uh, in Japan? Uh, in Japan, for example, via Line. Uh, like many many brands try to communicate via line, uh, the, the the fee is incredibly expensive. I think you have to pay 2.5 million to enter the 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 line uh, official account. Uh, Lawson or those companies, the convenience store, doing many many promotion with line. Uh, Ralph Lauren, uh, also, also many fashion brands are doing communication mm -hmm. for younger F1 targets, and they're doing quite good. And for Facebook, uh, convenience store are doing many promotion, uh, doing uh, Facebook and Crocos, I think, uh -huh. and uh, they're doing quite good. Uh, you mean the shoe, the shoe cro Crocs. No, no, uh, Crocos is a marketing tool. Uh, it's a 
marketing tool. Uh, it's uh, to do a promotion via Facebook oh, easily. Mm -hmm. So, so the, uh, it's a system, and uh, many many companies are doing mm -hmm. that cool. right now. And yes, that's right. it. so now, how can anyone uh, get in contact with you or follow you, track you down if they want some advice about working uh, on digital and on the web in Japan? Um, well, what I do is quite simple, but if you want to contact me, uh, I'm there via my website. Uh, so it's going to be www.wapjapan.com. Wap, WAP Japan is W A R P uh, Japan G A P A N. Mm -hmm. And are you on uh, any of the social media we can track you down? Um, we do have a Facebook account on Web Japan, but uh, we don't communicate that much. <laughs> well, listen, now, great to have you on the show. Thanks for your insights about the Japanese market. I'm fascinated by it, and I look forward to coming back and uh, continuing a good friendship. Thank you very much. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minta Dialogue Internet Show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter at forward slash subscribe. If you like the show, please rate it in iTunes, and don't forget to click the handy Facebook like button or to tweet it out. In the meantime, please come join the conversation at The Mindset, or catch me on Twitter at M-D-I-A-L. Happy trails. Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500, on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. <laughs>